Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 313. Ah, and I'm here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy! What was 14? 14? 14, 15, not 13, 14. I don't know. No, it's 13, 14. <laughs> Hold on. Now you're making me question my sanity. <laughs> Uh, it, can you not hear this? Is this ASMR? Oh, Ooh. I don't know whether that's ASMR or whether it's a bit torturous. It's definitely. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's cable. Thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, Welcome to episode three hundred and thirteen. Um, still a mess, as, as always. As always, let's open some beers up. Um, oh yeah, uh, Adol, are you taking notes this evening? I know you said you were going to oh. start taking uh, notes. And yes, I don't hold have on, let paper. Um, yeah, let me just... Uh... I was so prepared. <laughs> just all around. Well, my desk was covered in drawings, because I'm at, I'm at a stage in a project where I'm drawing, 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 drawing. So right, yeah, I, yeah. I've kind of had to just get everything off my desk and then gone, oh, no, yeah. all of the paper is underneath all of my drawings, and I'd have to organise and sort through those, which, of course, I'm not an organised human, so drawings are just yeah. fucking everywhere in this room. Um, uh, I had to cut through a cable tie, even though it's one of the uh, Velcro ones that could have easily been taken apart, just to <laughs> uh, make sure that I wasn't too late. <laughs> that 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 seems excessive. Yeah. Well, I, I've got like uh, five thousand of them, oh, so it's, right, it's okay. Right. That's all right. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy, why don't you? Mm. Why don't you? What beer are you going to drink this evening? Uh, I'm starting with a small one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Yankee Brummy from Boeing and Brewing Company. Nice. Uh, I've got the um, American flag on it on the bottom. It's quite a nice can, apart from, you know, the American flag. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of bad things about that. Uh, country, the flag, the anthem, everything's all bad. But anyway, uh, Brummy's notoriously good people. Yeah. Uh, that's not what the can says. That's just me ad libbing. Um, it is a four point seven percent. Kind of style is it? It says what makes a Yankee Brummy. Um, is it an APA? So I'll read this. Yeah, I would have assumed so. Hmm. Is it on here? They're just going to make you guess. Yeah, I imagine so. Um. I don't think it actually says the style. Let me have a look. Their website says it's an APA. Okay. okay. Well, you have to read in between the lines there, clearly. Um, but anyway, it. Uh, let's have a look. Copious amounts of American hops, a soft body paired with fruity and hoppy finish, and they've used British floor malted barley, wheat, and oats. Nice. Can you not hear that outside? I mean, yeah. 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 What is that? <laughs> The rapture mates come. <laughs> it's, it's like someone's digging up something. <laughs> it, it literally does, yeah. I mean, that's probably when work starts in Birmingham, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The council are out, they're ready to do some work. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, the council just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe that's I'm how gonna... you do it in Bristol, you know, eventually oh, true, you get yeah. around to it, yeah. but you know. Mm. Uh, I'm going to open a beer. Um, 
Sounds good. Uh, my beers that I'm drinking over this evening, so the first one for this episode, is um, from Polly's. Uh, and both of the beers are featured very recently. Because these beers were from my neighbour, who has yeah. just moved out and dropped around to say, hey, thanks for being cool neighbours for the last couple of years. We'll see you when we sort of see you. And I'm obviously oh, very, nice. you know, I, he knows my beer taste because he's brought me a Polly's and uh, an Adea for later. Um Good but neighbors. this one is, yeah, nice. absolutely. This one is Beginning Futures, a double dry hopped pale ale, 5.5%. It's got Idaho 7, Mosaic, Talus, and Simcoe Cryo in it. Um, we know some of the bits in it as well. I'm with barley, oats, and wheat. It doesn't give me anything more than that, which is fine. Wasn't brewed long ago, only a month ago. Oh. Pretty, pretty fresh pollies to start me off with. Uh, and Adol, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking uh, the Polar Ice Walls from Wildcard Brewery. It's um, a beer. <laughs> it's 4%. Um, doesn't say what type. Got gorgeous artwork, though. Yeah. It's like some northern lights and some anecdotes, and it says uh, the polar ice walls are a vast geographical phenomenon that would surround the flat earth. Without these walls, the oceans would drain from the face of this disc. <laughs> it's uh, being yeah. made for certain people. It looks like sounds like it, but yeah, that is that is that is the beer. Perfect. I, I will do a quick search um, to see what it is. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we'll come back to you then, Lucy. Mm. I'm glad you. Uh, it's a pale ale. Did... Cool. I'm glad you did a search on the APA because I don't know. I would have expected it to be a bit darker in color. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I guess if it's like a West Coast American pale ale, but yeah. it's not really but, an APA. Though. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, it, it looks nice. Um, Nice, uh, just probably a bit darker than straw colour. Mm-hmm. Probably coming up a bit more orangey on the camera. Hold a nice, um, probably about one and a half finger white head. Slicing nicely on the glass as well. Um, yeah, got a nice, nice, uh, nice citrusy aroma. Um, just very, very subtle though. It's not, not too much. Okay. But yeah, it smells nice. Nice. Always associate APAs as being a little bit kind of bigger than a you know like a UK pale, a bit hoppier. Mm. Uh, not not as much as, a, as yeah. an IPA, but uh, you know we used to get a lot of APAs, didn't we? Like six odd years ago, before kind of the West Coast and New England IPA sort of styles diverged that little bit and started to become a bit more prevalent over here. Everything was just yeah, to add an APA, mate. Hmm. Hmm. And it's good. As good. you say, I mean, it's got a lot more hoppiness um, than most of Bromley Brewery's beers, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, so it's bolder in flavour. Yeah, that citrus carries through. It's got a nice, I guess, yeah, probably more citrus citrus fruit um, kind of taste to it. Yeah. Rather than maybe a bit of stone fruit in there as well. But yeah, really, really zippy, really zesty. Um, hmm. And yeah, just a little bit of bitterness and a little bit of pine on the back as well. It's like nice, really well balanced, and it's it's easy and 
for 4.7%, they've packed a lot of flavour in it, to be fair. <coughs> so, yeah, it, this is good. Um, wasn't really knowing what to expect with this one, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. This is, it's got enough flavour in it where you, it, I don't feel compelled just to smash through it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like Adil's beer last week. It's like, I could let that sit and just enjoy it for like the next hour or so. But yeah, that's that's a yeah, good 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 amount of body as well. It's not thin. Um Yeah, it's it's a good beer. Nice. Like, no no complaints about that. Yeah. And just that little bit of bitterness at the end. It's just like mm. just brings everything full circle. Perfect. Perfect. Good. Good. Excellent. Um from one pale to another this I mean it's a double dry hot pale from Polly's. Um it's it, the nose on it's big. Huge nose, lots and lots of melon and mango in there. And it almost kind of difficult to sort of say, but it smells chewy, you know. It smells like I'm gonna get into this, it's just gonna be like nom nom nom. Like a, it's got a little bit of a, Yeah, mm. yeah. Lucky flavoured. Mm, dank fur. You can see it's sort of very um my light's a little bit bright. But it's really pale. Um, it, it, on the camera, it looks very, very similar. There's no sort of difference between what I'm seeing and what you guys are seeing too much. Um, but it's a solid block of colour, as with lots of Polly's beers. But on the flavour, it's actually a little bit dialed back in that lovely big fruity nose that I'm getting. And it's dialed back with a little bit of bitterness. So there's a slight dank undercurrent to this. Um, which kind of kicks in sort of straight away. And it's like that sort of mango in there is just a little bit sweet. The melon in there is maybe just a touch kind of riper, giving it that little bit more uh, um, kind of earthy note to it, which obviously helps along with the with the dankness uh, as well. And then does leave a touch of a piney bitterness in there. Not very much. But it's kind of just sat in there. It's it's there if you search for it. Um, but it's just enough that you can kind of pick it out. And that's what sort of lasts just uh, that little bit. You know, that little bit of bitterness runs through. Once you've picked it up, it's like, yep, there it is. It's going to keep on that finish. Um, but everything else fades quite quickly. Fine. Absolutely fine for pale, especially at 5.5%. Um, I did have a beer earlier. Uh, managed to actually go out and have a pint um, and drank a, a pale uh, from Newtown Park, which the name of it has escaped me. But it was a keg beer, um, pale, only like 4.5%. But that was, you know, pretty pretty flat, little bit of flavour um, sort of up front, but had a lovely bitterness to it. Um, and this is kind of almost the, the other way around. Whilst the business on this isn't lovely, it's just very, very light. And all of that flavour is up front, um, you know, hitting me with those um, both sweet and ripe kind of fruits. Um, and as I say, fades pretty fast. But we'll see with me chugging away on this uh, how much that flavour sticks around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Adam, we'll jump to you. Um the pour was quite heady. You can see it, it basically filled the glass, um, but uh, it's got it's gone down quite well. Lacing is a little bit there. Mm-hmm. It's got lovely 
slight stone fruit, um, along with almost like a vanilla-like sweetness on top. Yeah. And then I would say in sweet citrus, think tangerine versus clementine. Um, hmm. Hmm. It's got a nice silky, for a 4% beer, it's got a nice silky mouthfeel to it. Um, not too dry. Again, I'm getting that citrus, I'm getting that tangerine, and then almost some melon rather than stone fruit on the taste. Mm-hmm. Like the, I was just like, like, like the really watery ones, but I didn't mean the watermelon. I meant like, like, um, kind of like the cross section of cantaloupe and honeydew, just that light melon. Mm. Um, yeah, right on the foretaste, fades a bit. I'm left with not a lot of bitterness, a little bit of drying bitterness. It, like the mouthfeel is wet, but just has a bit of a drying bitterness. Really easy to drink. Um, I mean, it's a pale ale. It's a bit hazy. Goldie straw colored. Honestly, though, I mean, I use my brain a lot more than I have in a long time today, and I could just knock this back just because it's really it's, it's satiating. It's got these light, lovely t- flavors, and it leaves with not a lot, so nothing sort of making you hesitate to get to that next sip. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Just a solid quality beer. Um, as always, I might say something after the whole thing's done, but I mm-hmm. think it's just a really satisfying pale ale. Perfect. Good. And we've all kicked off with pails um, for our evening of drinking. Um, what is it, a beach day? Practically. <laughs> if it's above 10 degrees in Britain, it's basically, yeah, party time. Yes, yes. I got you out of it. Don't worry about it. I, I, you know. <laughs> After the blank look, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It was, you know, I totally got you right away <laughs> with your terrible joke. Oh uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about some video games for the episode then. Do we have to? I mean, we don't. What do you want to talk about? Beer. <laughs> we could talk more about beer if you like. I don't know. You had any good beer recently, Lucy? Yeah, I had a Flanders Red today. Oh, nice. Ooh. Very good. It's sweet, um, but. Very good, also. Yeah. Very smooth, nice, nice earthy taste to it. But... Okay, we can talk about video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, amazing, uh, Adol. Why don't you kick us off uh, this week? Sure. Um, I've been playing a bit more Elden Ring, surprising mm-hmm. no one. But um, I streamed a game on Tuesday called Ondi Onde. Ond? O-N-D-E. Sorry? Depends what language you're (laughs) saying in. Who are the devs? That's a... I should have had that prepared. I closed (laughs) Steam. I'm on Steam right now, so I can have a look. They are... So the devs are Lance and 350, and it's published by Mixed Vision. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know who Lance is. No, I've never heard of any of those things. Lance nope. is um, that guy in GTA Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but, I don't know. Yeah. I can, okay. I'll have a Google whilst you, whilst you talk about it. Yeah, tell us, tell us about, about it. it. Tell us about it. It's a game. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's like a rhythm music-y pl- platformer. It's hard to describe. You're basically this weird jellyfish thing that has four segmenty friends. And you sort of have to travel through from essentially white bubbly to bubble. But like, uh, you'll go, you'll be in sort of you. So if these bubbles are next to each other, you can kind of do a weavy motion. So you go around one bubble and then as soon as you get in proximity to another bubble, you'll sort of glom onto it. So if there's, so the very beginning, it's like a chain of slightly separated bubbles and you figure out how to weave. But the key here is that it's got this really excellent score and it's interactive. So every time you glom on, it'll add to the music. So if you mm. do the weaving fast, it, it it interleaves with the actual music that's going on. And then there's some sections where it's like a bunch of really interconnected circles. So you're sort of bouncing over them and it goes like in a really like satisfying way. But um, if it, you're sort of stuck on gravity. So if the, uh, if like the arc of interconnected bubbles sort of swoops downwards, if you're on the inside, you could go really fast. If you're on the outside, you kind of slow down because you have to change the way you use the D-pad mm. or rotate. Or and sometimes you'll have a chain, but then you end up having to like stop and then swoop around and sort of swing yourself on in the inside of the chain to keep going. Um, but the main mechanic is some there'll be like some bubbles that have a little. Like you basically look like um <coughs> like a cross. You're mm-hmm. like four half circles, well quarter circles. I know how maths works. Um geometry. Um sort of stuck together and there'll be uh, uh spots where there is an um, something like that and then one of your little friends will go and fit in there and then you push the button on your D-pad or not on your D-pad on your control pad that corresponds to top down left or right, so a you know a, y x a B if you're on an Xbox controller, and then it'll pulse. It'll send a pulse out while the guy is there, and mm. then you can jump on that, and then you can ride the pulse to another spot. And as the game develops, your dudes will go into different things, and you have to like pulse from one spot. And if you get far enough away, your guy leaves and rejoins you. So then, but one of your other guys will jump, tongue come to another thing. So you're kind of like having to navigate where you are on the arc of these ever-expanding bubbles mm-hmm. to navigate through the terrain, which will auto-kill you. And if you don't glom onto a bubble, you'll die. If you can only mm. be separate from a bubble for a certain amount of time. And then later in the game, there are bubbles that, like, as soon as you, like, they pulse, but as soon as you touch them, they stop where they are. And then yep. you can travel the arc. And other ones where you touch them and they suck you in. And then you pause and they'll throw you in the opposite direction. So the platforming, like it's really hard to describe. Watch a trailer. The platforming is actually quite interesting and the puzzling is quite good. Um, and it's, I paid for two hours, 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. I got through, I'm assuming, ma- the majority of the game just based on mm-hmm. like how long to beat. It's somewhere between two and a half and three hours. And the music is amazing. And at one point, there's like a chase sequence of like black bubbles, which which are chasing you and you're having to navigate through them the right way. And it's really intense. And it was that was really satisfying, especially musically. Like the whole point of this game is that like how much of this is backed up by the 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 music and how much you are getting sound cues as visual as well as visual cues on what you're doing. And the whole thing 
none of the puzzles were super difficult. Um, it seems like it's there to be more chill. Yeah, it's like a chill game, and you're getting this sonic feedback, and you're just traveling through, and it's visually really great. You're kind of undersea, and as you float around, you're kind of like a jellyfish, but again, you're just this weird thing. But I guess I have, like, so I think it's really good. It's, um, we got a code just for, um, but it's currently on sale for Mm -hmm. uh, $9.89 on Steam. Um, uh, And and it's... um... Lance and 350 from Toulouse. France. Oh, okay. And Mixed Vision are uh, German publishers that publish games like uh, Far, uh, yeah. Lone Sales, and yeah, some other good titles. Um, Juggler's Tale, which I spoke about last year. So mm. Nice nice little portfolio. Oh, of, of course. On this wave in French. That's why. Uh, That's why yeah. I was like, "Is it about waves?" The other day, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So, all that being said, really chill. Few hours, great. Really recommend it. There's like two quibbles. Um, one is I didn't figure out until the end of the game, like two hours in. If you watch the stream vod, you'll see. But basically. When you have the spot where your dude leaves you and he fills in a spot, they'll fill in in a color like gold. So you're like just white. So you're like four, you're like a cross section with four um, quarter circle-ish, almost. They're not quite full quarter circles, but things. Um, and then the bubble you need, you're going to interact with will have this gold spot on it on one of the four spots that tells you which button to press. I didn't really clock because um, that on me, uh, because that person left me, I have an empty spot, which also tells me what button to press because I'm white and it's like clear. It's like dark as in it just shows through the background while on the bubble, it's gold. Seems okay, right? Two different ways of getting the information, except um, I'm always going to be in the same orientation. No matter where I go, I'm static. So my character never really rotates its angle, which Mm. means the missing spot being on the left is always going to be checks controller X. Um, However, for whatever reason, they decided on the bubble platforms, which are often like basically like think of like a stick sticking out of a piece of terrain and then a circle around it. And then under the circle is a little cross section that looks like you. Um, and then one of the four sections will be gold. However, the orientation is determined by where it, the angle in which it's attached to the terrain. Right. Which means for the longest time, I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's like slightly askew, but basically it's the top one hammering on why nothing happens because actually it's B because it's just on an angle, yeah. And the whole, I so I can't, like that would trip again, and because the game is like about flow, and I'm and I want to in a groove killing these puzzles, and then suddenly I'm like nothing's happening, mm. uh, and then I just feel like I'm just hitting random buttons mm. to figure out which one it is, and it took me two and a hours and a bit to realize it's because I'm always like this, like I'm always across, and then the the most stark like visual feedback is this gold segment that's been filled in on this thing, but I can't trust its orientation unless in the middle of a puzzle where I'm swooping around doing all these things, I notice 
how exactly it's attached to the terrain and then adjust my perspective of which button to press. And that's just really aggravating once I realized that's why I kept screwing up. I was Mm. just... And then, like I said, it wasn't until another half hour later that I realized, oh, if I just constantly look at me, with the, the subtle feedback is the more consistent one. The lack of my friend over there being gold is always going to be in the right position on my button pad. So actually, if I just look at me, I'll never get it wrong. But they've put the coloring, right? They've put the big signposting on the more confusing. Like they've got two different ways of telling me the same information, but they're signposting me to the one that is less accurate. And that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds like you just need to get good at the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> relaxing puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, sure. Like I said, I said it was a minor quibble. It's just one of those things that I want to bring up because, like, it's important to be like, hey, look, these are weird dev decisions, and uh-huh. that's part of our job as, like, reviewers. Uh, the other thing is the mo- the most intense musical and fast-paced section of the game basically was on autopilot so it was huge cool musical things and i was flipping around the screen and zooping around but i basically like started the level and then touched a thing and the rest i was like ah i'm uh, i was holding down you know the the joystick to try and go faster and then i realized it was doing nothing Mm. and and that was not great and and like some of the like spoiler alert at some point you go to like something that looks like space again it's super trippy really great graphics and those mechanics are a bit more clunky in the later half of the game later i would say the last third i'm guessing Mm -hmm. and there were new mechanics and i could see why maybe they were like oh we should introduce new ways of solving puzzles and i'd rather i wish it was i could have done if like i wouldn't have minded it being shorter but that like really intense section having to do it right and having to do it mm-hmm. versus then going up to space or whatever and having new mechanics, which were cooler or cool, but like they didn't just quite have that same dynamic. It didn't feel like I wasn't in the sea anymore. I wasn't yeah. doing the same type of thing. And I really just felt like, Oh, I guess we're doing this now. Cause we need another half hour or another, you know, and it, again, minor quibble still really enjoyable. The music's still great, but it just, it just sort of was a bit jarring, especially cause it, what split the sort of changing mechanics was this intense sequence, which I realized halfway through that I could put the controller down during. <laughs> so then it was like, I wasn't playing for a bit, and that's my It's a very relaxing game because I'm doing nothing. And, yeah. And then, and then I, and then when I'm picking up the controller again, it's kind of like, oh, but I'm after a short bit of really finicky puzzling, which always I actually liked. I liked that it made in last bit of the sea was like a harder puzzle to figure mm-hmm. out. Which I didn't mind because I was like, ah, oh, this is a bit of a challenge. I had to figure out that they had to do something extra. And then suddenly I'm in space and doing things very different. But it just, the flow of the game really didn't match because it was like really e- like really easy, same difficulty. Then suddenly I'm thinking I'm doing stuff and I'm not. Then I'm doing some of the similar stuff. Then it's like really finicky puzzling. And then I'm now doing very different navigation. And like I said, it just the flow kind of struck me as odd. Again, I'm saying this uh, with the proviso that it's a minor quibble. I really en- yeah. I still enjoyed all of those bits. It's just it felt a bit clunky there. Um, well, it's it's kind but, of yeah, wanting really. that. Even I suppose it's the difficulty of trying to make a kind of a relaxing experience, but still keeping people invested and interested in 
continuing to play rather than making you play those more difficult, intense parts and taking the relaxing aspect out of the game. They elect to take it in a different direction and get you to relearn certain languages and, and, and things kind of with what they're uh, um, trying to get you to do, but maintaining that relaxing sort of setting, I guess. And it's it's kind of, from what you've been saying, I'd much rather play this as a relaxing experience than I would something like Submerged, um, whatever mm. the subtitle of that Hidden second. Depths. Hidden Depths. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, um, as a, you know, as a shorter experience that is different, that is trying to do kind of, you know, it's not taking an open world game and saying, this is now just a relaxing open world game. It's doing something that, you know, a little bit different and it's not something that I play a lot of. So to suddenly be like, what can I do to have a relaxing video game experience? Chuck something like this on instead. So it sounds like it's doing kind of the right things. It's just elected kind of halfway or two thirds of the way through to try and maintain that relaxing sort of idea rather than scaling up the difficulty, um, which obviously you would have preferred it to sort of do. Well, I can't, I guess that's a weird thing is like, now I'm, I might be misremembering the order of things, but like there was a quite a weird puzzly part where basically you had to figure out that it wasn't just, so most of it is like, you're in a situation, here's some bubbles, navigate way your way through here. These different bubbles do different things, and when you're over here, like you might have to bounce back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was just variations of that. And then there was a section where it was like, oh, actually, you need to figure out that you need to early earlier in the game, you figured out you needed to like go swing by a little floating eye fish, and then it'll follow you, and then it it'll it'll activate a new bubble over to over over there. And if you don't do that, you can never get to that bubble. Right. And then this section, it was like. You have to figure out that you need to get as many of these guys as possible and then search around in weird corners to find these guys in this section of the map, which is totally not how anything else in the game has been because right. it's all about flow and moving through. And this, it's like, oh, no, go to that corner, figure out how to do that, get that guy, and then you find a pocket where there's like 15 of them and they come with you and then you leave that spot. And it was the spot where I stopped being, having the flow. And I was like, oh, this is mm. interesting because it's like puzzly. It feels kind of out of place with the rest of the game. Yeah, but then if flow is a different game. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, but uh, ironically, it reminds me of flow. Uh, but I mean, like, it looks a lot it, like it as well, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. But having said that, it's like, I don't mind that change of pace. But then if you're willing to make me do this tight, platform like actual solve a, a different type of puzzle then why wouldn't you let me just do the same thing you were doing before but faster in like the cool high intensity music sequence mm. like that's what was jarring yeah mm -hmm. i guess yeah anyway again i still recommend the game i want to be clear it's a really chill experience and these are like minor yeah. quibbles they're just like we weird choices or like especially because it's about the flow, I thought it was useful to say like it it's a, it, it has some jarring bits, but they're yeah. not like you know it's not it like completely take out the experience, just yeah. minor quibbles. So. Yeah, yeah. I Good. really want to hear the soundtrack though, because mm -hmm. it looks like a game that has a great soundtrack, and you say it's really good. So is even it... if I just put that on, 
whilst I'm working. Yes, I was going to say, is it the kind of soundtrack that you could just put on in the background whilst working to? Uh, except for what I really liked was that like chase sequence. Because I was so into the vibe of the game when that happened, mm. I was like, it feels intense. And I was worried and I got anxious, like a bit anxious and nervous mm. just because I wanted to not. Part of it was like I wanted to not get attacked by these growing black things. But also because I didn't want the music to stop. Like I didn't want the flow of the game to stop. So mm. because it was more intense, I was like trying to like really navigate because, you know, if I die, it's going to. I'm not going to have this intense swing and crescendo follow mm-hmm. through. Uh, so I really, really liked that part. But then when later I didn't have agency during a similar type of thing, I think that's what made me sour. It was like, yeah. oh, I, I, the, I, I thought it was really chill. And then when it wasn't, I really liked that change of pace. That was great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really recommend it still. Good. But like I said, it just, it's, gonna, it's just not quite as smooth as it could be. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Uh, let's jump to you then, Lucy. I know you mm. mentioned you've got a few updates on games that you've been playing that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Labyrinth City, uh, mm. the Maze Detective. Yep, playing it on um, iPad. I finished it. I think there's about uh, maybe about 10 levels in total. Um, okay. And yeah, it, it just continued to charm me. Um, it's uh, for anyone who doesn't remember. It's like the Where's Wally esque, uh, um, I guess, hidden object and maze game. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's actually uh, because I was looking at the books again because I'm just, just keep going on like Google and Amazon, like just looking at these books, just thinking, um, when am I going to buy them? It's, it's inevitable at this point. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Japanese illustrator. I thought they were French, but mm. um, it's a French oh. team who. Uh, developed the game. Um, that's what Darjeeling. Uh, that's why I was like, oh, ah. the name's Pierre. It must be from a French guy. He's like, no, Japanese dude. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm just like, oh, I want to, I want to buy these books because I, I hope they make another one of these because it looks like they have so much material to like pull from. Um, seeing as this was, I say only like ten levels. The levels are incredibly detailed and. You're going through them probably about half an hour each. Just yeah, it's not just, like you're in the level for two minutes and you found no. everything and moved on. Not yet. No, um, not at all. Um, you, it's not like you can get really lost in the mazes because it's like okay, with the touchscreen controls, it's like okay, you can only swipe in like a few, um, you know, different cardinal directions. So it's mm. like it's not on rails as such, but and you can go off the beaten path and um, path and like, you know, just prod and prod things and see what how things react because everything's animated which you know brings the books to life um so yeah but but yeah it going around the levels probably took me about half an hour each just sometimes you just want to like soak in all the little details um just just really good game just really really charmed me to the end really and um yeah i really enjoyed it so nice i nice finish that please make more um there's I think I think I was looking at Netflix games of all things, oh. <laughs> because I think they announced a few more that they're putting on their service or mm-hmm. whatever, which I haven't checked out. I haven't checked out any of them. I forgot that they were doing games completely. Yeah, absolutely. but apparently Me there's too. like a Where's Wally esque one on Netflix, so I might have to check that out. But um, uh, yeah, because my my craving for 
Where's Wally esque things? It'll never be sated, so um have to get my find my kicks wherever I can. Even <laughs> in the doldrums of Netflix. I don't even know how you play can you play them on the C V? Do you have to No, I think you have to have device? it on your on your phone. Okay. Um, right. I can't I even see. remember how you get to them. I'm pretty yeah. sure I was looking on Netflix on my phone not mm. that long ago, and a bunch of them popped up. Like, oh, there you go. Oh. So on the Netflix app, um, down in the bottom, at least on Android, you have Home, <laughs> and then next to Home is Games. Mm. Um, oh. And when you click on there, unlimited access to exclusive games. No adverts, no extra fees, no in-app purchases, included with your membership. Um, so, I mean, there's a bunch of very um, mobile ass looking games on there um, <laughs> at the moment uh, like a Stranger Things game um, mm, I think it was a frog maybe maybe, maybe that was that game Lee was linking to earlier maybe I'm complaining them, but yeah, I, it, yeah where's Wally uh, Netflix um, not TV show which was very good um, mm. oh, man, not the 2019 jeez yeah, I love that. Um, not the Where's Wally one that apparently came out in 2021. Um, that looks like crap. But, uh, I have no idea that that's even no. a thing. We, as the father on the podcast, uh, I don't know what it is. But anyway, yeah, I, I will delve into that catalogue, I guess. Mm. Um, because I don't think, well, I say I don't think, I'm definitely not going to. Um, Extend my uh, subscription on Apple Arcade at this point because no, no, yeah, because they're just releasing like non-payable versions of games that I've already played, like right. Monument Valley. Like mm. I'd assume anyone, well, not anyone, maybe not even a large amount of people, but me personally, who who's played a lot of mobile games in the past, it's like I've played all these. I'm not paying right. to play them again. Um, but so because my subscription runs out in like seven days, I finished uh, that Gibbon game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I just like calling it the Gibbon game. <laughs> I mean that's fair. I mean, it's it means what it Google. is. Yeah, Gibbon Beyond the Trees, which, um, which it's not an auto runner. Um, mm. Well, it kind of is because mm. the monkey's swinging on its own. It's like it's it's up to you. To like basically tap to like you know gain momentum, swing, uh, slide down trees and branches and stuff like that. And I mean the Bambi moment came. It's like of course it did. I mean it's about you know uh, conservationism and like how we're all destroying the planet, especially um, given habitats. And it had a, you know it's got a nice message at the end. It's like. You know, come on with you know over farming and just just terrible things that we're doing to this planet Earth. Um, you know, doesn't have to be that way, but yeah, it had, it had a nice message mm. at the end. But yeah, the predictable Bambi moment <laughs> came in it. But um, I, I just love the way this game looks. Um, mm. the the thing that I probably keep my Apple subscription for is uh, just to take screenshots in this game because <laughs> that, that that's that's the unfortunate thing, like. Because cause it's just going, it's got a nice 
you know, momentum to it. You are just going through these like incredibly detailed, like, uh, you know, vistas, and the art is beautiful. And as as you play through more of the game, um, unfortunately, the, the the incredible level and detail of art um, is actually a detriment to the game because, oh my god, when I <laughs> in the last couple of levels. <laughs> It was slowing to a crawl on my iPad. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was like single frames. Um, uh, it's just like, oh well, my god! At this least you can get your screenshots but... in then. <laughs> yes, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let my monkey just run across the floor and just like not even bother swing and yeah, and just like just it, it it's it it's one of those games where obviously they probably reuse art and assets and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it, it seems like every like screw you know part of the game that you're in just so incredibly detailed and feels to be spoken it's Mm. it's something like okay not a lot of players will see this because maybe they're paying too much attention to the action or the game's just going anyway so it's like you see these things for split seconds and it just it just shows like what you know care and attention the devs took you know just creating that art and making it come to life but yeah, I, 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 th- I would say play this on PC when it comes to PC because it's coming fairly soon. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you've got a strong enough Apple device, wait on that. But um, mm. yeah, I'd say wait for PC for this one. Yeah, because you can just spam F twelve and take all the screenshots. <laughs> there's um, there's no listing for it on um, Google Play Store. At the moment, mm. um, not even like a "Hey, coming soon" type thing. Yeah. It just just doesn't exist yeah. on there. So PC will probably I, be the place for most people I, to play. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple's deal was like mobile only make it this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, fairly recent, isn't it? It's, this, it's, it's only like mm-hmm. last month, maybe. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Very recently, it came to Apple Arcade. But yeah, I, I think it's like you know you can see what's coming soon on the platform. It's just like bad looking. Racing games that look like they're on every other mobile storefront, so it's like, no, thank you. Um, yeah, that's fair. yeah, I might re up it if I get another kick to play some mobile games because I tried, tried going for a few, like, um, yeah, I'll say it because screw Ubisoft, but I played the Rain- <laughs> Rayman Mini, um, huh. game, which I think was one of the launch titles on there. Oh, and it that is a Rayman Auto Runner, and it's really good um <laughs> the art's beautiful if anyone's played like the origin or legends games mm-hmm. um similar to that but you know it's an auto runner um but don't let that dissuade you it's it's like okay you press press on the screen to like you know jump and you know mm. swipe on the screen i think to like kick and can bounce on things it's just it's just a really good that is a game of Great momentum. Um, is it a just like, is it a side scrolling auto runner or a back of head forward momentum si- side side scroller? Mm. Um, but yeah, really beautiful. Really, it's got a, you know feels really good to play. It's a couple hours long. Doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's surprising what they could do if they weren't abusing each other and making <laughs> tens of thousands of Assassin's Creed games. But um, yeah, this seems like a very small team that uh, worked on this game, including... I don't know if he just oversaw it, but he was in the credits, like, Michelle Ansel, and it's like... Yeah, it, I mean, it's sad, like... the I mean, it wasn't that long ago that this 
let this launch, but it's like, imagine what they could do with all that talent and... Yeah. 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 Instead, they're just going to make open-world games with NFT, so it's like, job on. Uh, they're, um, they're potentially, they're going to make even bigger open-world games yeah. as well. Like, I can't even remember where I saw the article. But I, read, I think it was uh, Kotaku, because yeah. it had a, a hilarious <laughs> headline saying Ubisoft threatened to make even bigger <laughs> yeah, open-world yeah. games. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll have, uh, you know, uh, giant worlds that take you thousands of hours to explore everything in them. But you won't have to worry about it, because everything that you explore is an NFT. Obviously, I don't know how that works, <laughs> because it's got to be individual to every single Game It'll be like the given game, person, every, but... but just more monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, that's what <laughs> um, an Ezio monkey, but this one's <laughs> slightly blue. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, if the article title is "New Ubisoft Tech Threatens World with Even Bigger Games." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. The, those are the the games uh, that I've played. Um, Speaking of auto runners, there's, I did play one other auto runner, but that was, mm. I think that's coming to mobile. It's strange because it didn't launch on mobile. I think it's on platforms. Um, gosh, it's called Aerial Knights. Oh, um, Aerial Knights never yield. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. came to games with gold. It wasn't Game Pass. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's from a single, single creator. Um, and is that the one with the sort of jazzy hip hop soundtrack? Yeah, it's got a really good mm. soundtrack. Um, um uh, the Steam page says a futuristic Tokyo style Detroit in this 3D runner. So I guess it's 3D assets, but seen from um, 2D side scrolling perspective. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, what is weird about this game is that it start starts. It just puts you in a mode which seems like the wrong mode to start people in. It's it it's a mode that every time you come across an obstacle, whether you have to jump over it or slime underneath it, it slows down time. And that is the normal mode. Where it's like, I turn that off immediately and played the quote-unquote hardcore mode <laughs> where you just go. Yeah. It's like... I don't want time because I thought it was like okay, this is tutorializing you, right, it's yeah. showing me. Okay, action slows down when he wants me to jump or slide and stuff like. But no, that is the game <laughs> in that mode, and it's like, where is the challenge mm. in this? And some of the later levels do get challenging, but yeah. Um, shout out to that game. Um, single black creator. Um, it, the game's about some black dude running away from the police in Detroit, which sounds. Very Detroit. So yeah. like, I, I didn't. I, I don't know what it's about. I was just listening to the Jesse soundtracks, and I think if I thought of if this game is conveying a message, I'd probably get sad because you know, as yeah. a black person in Britain, we have our own systemic problems, and everything in America just makes me sad. So yeah, um, yeah. So just listen to the nice, uh, really good Jesse hip hop track. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah. You say it's it potentially coming to uh, mobile platforms again, mm-hmm. not on the Play Store. Uh, no <laughs> listing, no listing for that. Um, yeah, Play Store never has any listings. Yeah, I think the Play Store is more like here it is, it's out now. You're like, oh, 
cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like pre, <laughs> Thanks, uh, like some of these, some of the Nintendo games do like a pre-registration type thing, where you can kind of um, click it to say that you're interested, or or just click pre-register, and it mm. will automatically download it for you when it becomes available. Which, yeah, that's that that's that's fine, I suppose. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's more like Nintendo going, we want to gauge interest up front. It's not quite pre-orders because it's a free game on a phone, but we're going to treat it like pre-orders, even though pre-orders isn't mm-hmm. a thing. It, you're just ordering it. You're not pre-ordering it. Yeah. You're just ordering it. Yeah. Um, it's just a digital code that mm-hmm. can be replicated a billion times if they wanted to. <laughs> if they wanted to. I always mm-hmm. find it strange when they're like, oh, we've only got like five digital codes. Like, no, you have infinite digital <laughs> codes. Yes. Uh, I'm not really sure how that works. But anyway, we don't work in it's, games. It's so. the NFT of... Um... <laughs> well, mine ends in a five, so blur. <laughs> it's the only one available. All of my games that are digital codes are the only code that works for that game. Which sure, is, you know, sure. yeah. So every every game is an NFC. Fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not get too deep down the, that that rabbit hole. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Tunic as well this evening, um, but we're rolling up towards the hour for our first episode, and our topic for the week, which is going to be in next episode. Um, Kind of, you know, Tunic is part of that conversation. So maybe we'll spend the first sort of 10 minutes. Maybe we'll spend the first 10 minutes of the the next episode talking about Tunic. Um, For those of you watching on the stream, that will just follow on after the next 10 minutes of us talking about our beers. For those of you listening on your podcast service of choice, it'll be in a couple of days if you catch us on day of release. But for the rest of this episode, let's jump back to our beers and Lucy you you kicked us off uh, how yeah. how was that um from yeah, brewery still drinking it yeah mm. still drinking it still yeah it packs a lot of flavor in it so didn't need to could just just let it sit and just enjoy it mm. um yeah just a lot of fruit a lot of getting a lot of peach now um from mm. the taste but yeah it's just just a really good beer really it's it, it's light so it's like okay I could have a few of these um and not for you know, it's light to medium bodies, and it's like not too heavy or anything. But you're, you know, all that fruity flavour and like a bit of pine, a little bit of bitterness at the end. It just it packs a good punch for mm-hmm. a four point seven percent beer. So good. yeah, good. I should have picked up more of these. Yeah. Yeah. Did it maintain that um, slight bitter note that it that it had? Yeah, it's. It it creeps in, creeps in at the very end. You, you you're getting a lot of that fruit on, on the on the front of the taste in the middle and even at the end. So it's only after a little while that you starting to taste it a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really really good beer. I'm actually pretty bummed I didn't pick up some more of those. I have to pick up some more. Yeah. Next next time you um, go, you'll be searching yeah. for it. You'll see that American flag and you think, oh, and then you go, oh no, it is that beer. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it cost me like two pound twenty. Wow! Yeah, nice. so it was a, oh, wow. a three thirty mil. Three thirty yeah. mil, yeah. But yeah, it just just lasted me. It's just like yeah, 
Very, very good. Good. Bromberry are putting out some decent stuff. Mm. Do you think, uh, or do you know, is it a new team? Is it a new brewer? Is is there is there been a change? Um, or Maybe I just haven't had them for, for ages because mm. um just didn't have them in lockdown, I guess. Um, but they did move to a bigger site. Uh, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Over lockdown. Yeah, it's a really nice tap room, so if anyone's yeah, kind of trickled to Birmingham, make sure you hit up them. Um, I mean, they're they're all in Sturchley, so it's like, yeah, you know, you'll stumble into it, basically, so even if you're not intending to, but yeah. Um, yeah, and they had a, they had a cask thing on uh, a couple of weeks ago, but that was the start of my chest infection. <laughs> I couldn't go, so mm. <laughs> I was just like, mm. but yeah, I'm getting... Planning to um, plan more trips down because yeah, nice, good. nice, good, nice. Um, I, I ask about the, uh, the the bitterness on that one because we, we again, as we said, sort of the, the, the start with it being an APA, kind of expect that little bit more bitterness um, with them. The yeah. um, beginning futures, and you can see from the can, it's all very. Like pine forests and and sort of it evokes that feeling that this should have a big old bitter um, sort of flavour to it, and it did have that dankness to start off, and it did have that bitterness to start off, but that faded as I suppose I became a little bit more acclimatised uh, um, to the beer, and my palate just started to take out that little bit of bitterness. Um, the the more ripe notes, the danker notes. Uh, um, kind of became a little bit more overpowering like towards the last sort of third of the beer. That was mostly what I was getting. Those those slightly sweeter maybe mango um was was lost um in that mm. in that last third. And the bitterness was just there. And as I said at the beginning, you, know, you kind of had to look for it, but it presented itself enough. Whereas again that last third, that bitterness had faded just that little bit. And it was really that really ripe um sh- sort of melon that and and that sort of dank, hoppier sort of flavour, which presided over and kind of almost just pushed out everything else towards the end. Not to say that that was a bad thing. It's a, it's a lovely, um, mm-hmm. it's a lovely flavour as well. It's something that I enjoy. I love a dank beer. Um, so it, it, I think it would have just been that that little. You know, polys are always kind of up here, but this beer would have been just that little bit higher. Had it have maintained the entire flow through mm-hmm. the uh, through the whole beer, I think uh, I have a Polly's OTE IPA something okay. waiting for me. Oh, yeah. mm. That should be very nice, good, and creamy, perfect. Um, and Adol, as you've just finished your beer, do you want to tell us about it? Um, yeah, that I mean, it's a really nice pale ale, nice and juicy. Again, a light citrus, but a bit of melon there going through. Um, really easy to drink. Again, no, not a lot of lingering in 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 good and bad ways. I mean, I do like a long finish, but I think for for sort of a a, a medium juicy sort of refreshing pale ale, that's great. You don't really mm-hmm. want too much of a finish. Um, but there was enough of one that I wasn't like bored. Hence, why I just finished now, even though it was a three thirty mil can. Yeah, yeah, really tasty. Um, we'd definitely have it again. It's it's definitely, I think, a good uh, beer to start a night out with. Okay. Or like, uh, you know, like a small can, really tasty, not rushing through. Yeah, great pale ale to start the night. With. Nice, perfect, good. Um, that's it. 
then for episode 313. As we say, if you're joining us on the stream, stick around because episode 314 comes straight up. If you listen to us on your podcast service of choice, you know, drop us a like, a review, a rating, whatever those services do these days. And come and join us over on the Twitch at Out of Lives Network to listen live to episodes of Tanks Up and take in both episodes for the week in one sitting with us. So and you also go to... Hmm? What? So come in. So come in. Just, just, just inhale it. It's like Kirby. Exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sometimes when he, when he looks like a cone, it's just like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's very good. <laughs> I like it. Good, good. I, mean, what was, I, I imagine that's maybe next week's um, chat. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to buy... I say I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I really should, because I've got like 80 quid in my Nintendo account just from people giving me gift cards. It's like, what else <laughs> oh, am nice. I going to buy at this point? So, Pokemon Arceus. You know, that game no one remembers came out last week. <laughs> Well, I could just wait two weeks until the next Pokemon game comes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I, I'll go to bed and there'll be one underneath my pillow. So you know, it's just, like, <laughs> just falling out. Of like, have you have you lost the tooth? No, have it anyway. It's fine. Here's a Pokemon <laughs> game for you. Um, yes, go to outoflives.net as well if you want to take in. All of the other things that we do, um, stick around on Twitch or go to our YouTube page to see. Adol's first look streams and the VODs for those. And Ond, um, I assume, will be up on the YouTube very, very soon. It's yep. probably on Twitch already. But we'll be on Twitch already for you to be able to uh, watch On Demand as well. I am at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. And we are tanked up cast on the socials. Lucy is... Juicy Loose 9. And Adol is... At the Omniarch. And then the places that we inhabit, the games that we've played, the beers that we have drank. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode. And we will catch you very, very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. www.outoflives.net